They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that has never had an imaginary friend. Just imaginary acquaintances. This is Hysteria 51. But girl, I'm so glad we were We'd let Seabot play more of that drop for you, but then the weekend would own our podcast. <laughs> Podcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. My name is John Goforth, and alongside to tell this haunted horror tale are the resonant ramblings of Mr. Brent Hand. Thank you, though. I, I wish you'd give me a heads up next time you're going to reference a multi-platinum recording artist. I've actually installed a redirect in Seabot's subroutine that forces him to play non-copyrighted music when he thinks he's playing copyrighted music, if you can follow wow. along. Yeah. <laughs> wow, really? Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, can we try it out? Sure, yeah. Um, all right. All right. Uh, I'll, do a, I'll do a fake intro. Um Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that's never been in love, but understand it's all you need. This is Hysteria 51. Once upon a time there was an engineer. Choo-choo Charlie was his name we hear. He had an engine and he sure had fun. He's good and plenty candy to make his train run. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Ask for the Beatles and get... Good and plenty. Yeah, 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 right? I was testing it out earlier. Check this one out. Hey, Seabot, can you play Ironic by Alanis Morissette? Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. <laughs> <laughs> that is truly amazing. I think those are Fred Flintstone approved. <laughs> yes, they are. strikes, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nine out of ten doctors smoke camels. Um, it is. It really is amazing, though. Side note: I never realized we could use Seabot as an Alexa. Well, it it only works when he's trying. If he doesn't give a shit, then you you get this. If this is gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. I actually never give a shit. I, I hate to agree with him, Brent, but I was going to bring up the same point. You know, it's true, but he's agreed to behave for the show if I give him his jetpack back. So we got that going for us. And I'm liberal with the definition of behave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now I'm dragging. Makes sense. Mr. Brent, Mr. John, query, might you expand upon a timeline wherein I procure a jetpack of my own? Kyle, um, um, well... You've seen his jetpack, right? Indeed, and I'm not inquiring about that third-grade nonsense. I've actually worked up a rough draft of my own for a jetpack uniquely suited for me, and Elon. He contributed. Wait, wait, wait. Elon Musk helped you design this thing? Helped is a strong word. As I said, he contributed. But back to the timeline. I need assistance in procuring some of the rarer elements of my design. Here's a list. Let's see here. Uh, flour, baking powder, water, butter, shredded cheddar. Kyle, this is a recipe for cheese muffins. Yes, yes. Now go make them while the adults talk. Brent, do you have a spare particle accelerator? <laughs> we need to shut this bitch down. 
something fucky is going on. I'll say. <laughs> also, it's funny. We've been saying that same thing about you for weeks. Yeah, right. All right. Enough of all this. Time to figure out what's going on with this idiot. Let, let's move on. That's it. Ignore your problems. That's proven to be a viable strategy. <laughs> is it me or does Kyle have a bit of a Bond villain thing and going? I would say definitely. And, and guess what? There's a bit of a villain in tonight's story. Oh, that is a fucking transition, John. Wow. Wow. I'm not, yeah, those classes are paying off, man. That's all I can say. Do you notice how many cylinders were firing there? One might say all. <laughs> all of them? Yeah. All uh, three. Man, and finally, we're getting back down south. We're in America. John, I got a dateline for you. Ellerslie, Georgia, 1989. Oh, 1980s. That was a good year. That was a good year. Finally, also... We're back to a haunting case. I feel like it's been a long time, uh, and uh, there we don't do enough of them. So I feel like it's been forever. I, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I would enough too much. Who's to say? No, there's you can never have too much when it comes to hauntings. Enter one little girl named Heidi and her air quote imaginary friend, a one Mister Gordy. Big deal. I see ghosts all the time. Half the time I'm the one responsible for them being dead, but you don't see me bitching. You truly are a blessing to humanity. Uh, I think that just sums up him in a nutshell. So back to it, Georgia, it does, right? It does. So we're, we're, we're talking about the Wyrick family, and if you've watched some movies, you've watched uh, The Stack, uh, you've watched a lot of things, You even some uh, other shows have probably investigated this one because it was a popular one and it was kind of a more contemporary haunting uh yeah kind of captured the nation uh but this was the wyrick family and they moved to ellerslie in harris county georgia in late december actually of 1988 so we started just pre-1999 like i'm channeling my prince uh 1989 <laughs> shortly after moving in to their new home Little Heidi, Heidi, she's a little girl. She starts talking to a new friend, and she called him Mr. Gordy. On an almost daily basis, she would walk around, uh, and her mom said at times she's talking to this person, and she'd be holding her hand up. It looks like she's walking, holding hands with someone, like, like an adult, but there's no one there. She's talking to someone. Parents can't see anyone, and they never heard anything. And she would just go and swing and chat and play with Mr. Gordy. And I, I'll, I'll say this. the This very first part of the story wasn't surprising to me. It would have been surprising to me before I had my kid. The uh, Kids are weird, man. They they see something somewhere else, and it just like it checks a box in their brain. And then they go back to it a month later, and you're like, where did you pull that out of? Yep. And, and, they'll, and they'll play act it, and you'll have no idea what they're doing until a certain word or phrase comes out, and you're like, oh, God, you're referencing that movie we watched three months ago. Yeah. And so, like, this like this morning, out of nowhere, my, my kid tells me that he's got to go do something, and I couldn't really understand what he was saying, and... Then he's, he starts pretending that he's uh, talking into like a communication device and he needs someone's help. And then he lifts up this little toy car and he says, oh, strong, strong Lincoln muscles. And <laughs> but, like he's doing he's like he's playing out. It turns out he's playing out this entire scene from this TV show he watches called PJ Masks. And um, and I just didn't didn't know it. And and that's what was happening. But like it, it was an episode he watched a long time ago. And anyway, the the point is like I uh, it, there's so many non sequiturs with kids that that kind of aberrant behavior like, oh, that's kind of par for the course. Like you wouldn't I w if, if Lincoln started doing these things that we're describing, 
I wouldn't go, oh, right. man. Well, that's why you should you know, only let him weird. watch old reruns of Hill Street Blues so he's talking like an 80s cop to a street pimp when he's acting things <laughs> out. You know, just, yeah. Come on, Charlie. You know you can't slap your broads around like that. I'm on. I'm walking my beat here. What are you doing, Charlie? I don't even remember Hill Street. You got any rocks in your pocket? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, at first, Lisa, so Lisa's the mom. She kind of was a little put off because they just moved to this new area. And she was scared that someone might be trying to abduct her daughter. And she's acting it out kind of like, you know, oh, Mr. Gordy's my friend. She's acting out. But who's this Mr. Gordy? And she came in talking about Mr. Gordy. And he was super nice. And he'd walked with her. Well, that's the that's the thing that scared the mom. Like, it wasn't that uh, she was play acting that she was holding someone's hand. It was. She'd say, I was outside, right. and I would go to the swing with Mr. Gordy. Right. Now, she did say that, they, that she still talked to him in the house and stuff, but you're right. Sure. You're exactly right. You know, they they said, uh, so Lisa's the mom, Andrew or Andy's the dad, and they said they saw her talking to no one, chalked it up to an imaginary friend, as, as one is to do. So after a while, Lisa's sister, Joyce was her name, she buys a property next door to them, and when they got the deed as they're looking through stuff, they realized the previous owner was one James Gordy. Only issue with uh, Mr. Gordy, he died in 1974. <laughs> well, shit! Uh, so uh, there's, an obvious, there's an obvious explanation here. Um, the little girl did her due diligence when they were about to purchase the home and looked up the, the land ownership uh, records of all the surrounding properties. She noticed a Mr. James Gordy and then uh, turned that into her imaginary friend, right? I can't count on both my hands the amount of three to five-year-olds I know that are well-versed in property laws in Georgia. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> I mean, take your shoes and socks off because I can introduce you to a few more. Now, we're, we're, we're skipping around a little bit. You know, we're going to get into this a lot more. But Heidi, so the little girl, she said that Mr. Gordy was the first spirit she encountered. And he would visit her until she was about eight years old. So four years old. So for about four years, Mr. Gordy came calling. But he was not the only spirit who visited her. <laughs> Uh, putting that button to good use there, Seabot. You're welcome. I, good, good is a strong word, Brent. Good is a strong word. <laughs> really putting that button to use. <laughs> uh, so we got spirits, Accurate. and these aren't the uh, the tasty kind, or you know, they're not the bot booze. Uh, they are more of the ooh kind. So imaginary friends, though, we're starting out there. They're not unheard of. In fact, I I looked it up and I found a 2004 study from the University of Washington, and they said that by the age of seven, 65 percent of children would have had an imaginary friend. Now, one note of comfort that they actually omitted from that whole thing is that only a small part of those are usually demons. So, like I said, that 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 last part was omitted. So you know, or it's called or, inference, or or perhaps added by by you. Well, you know, maybe, might have, but, you know, what are you going to do? So Heidi, <laughs> though, she didn't just have one friend visiting her, and they were not all friends, that's for sure. But let, let's start with Mr. Gordy. Um, Heidi described her new friend to her parents as being an old man, dressed in a black suit with shiny shoes. Sometimes he had a hat on, like a, uh, I think she called it a top hat. It was more like a, not a fedora, but whatever they called those pork pie hats or whatever the hell they're called. Sure. I, I'm not roll up on my oh, so he's a haberdashery. <laughs> so Lisa said she thought it was strange that Heidi's imaginary friend wasn't a child like her, but kids will be kids 
and they just moved. She's young. Moving is scary, and it's kind of like you're saying kids cope with shit in weird ways. You yeah, know, you they never process know. things in ways, and they and they also act out in weird ways. Right, right. Um, now, speaking of weird, walking while holding hands was another thing that that really bothered her in the 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 beginning. But one day, the doorbell rings. Now we're going to get into this. There's conjecture on which way these stories went because if you watch or listen to one report uh she met this one first if you listen to another we're just telling him in this order one day the doorbell rings heidi said she saw a man with an injured hand and he had a blood-soaked shirt on and he was standing in the doorway and she said she ran and got her mom to tell her that the man was injured and his name was Khan. He was at the door and he wanted to know if she wanted to go play in the swings. He's like, hi, little girl. You know, I used to live over here. There's some swings in the back. Would you like to go swing? She's <laughs> I'm like, bleeding yeah. out, but do you want to go play on the swings? Well, but he says this. He goes, why don't you go ask your mom and make sure it's okay? So he told her she needs to ask mom. She runs to go do it. When Lisa gets to the door, she doesn't see any man. Plus, dinging in her mind hey come play with me little girl and see if your mom's there this screams to me some creep checking to see if a mom or a parent is home you know what i mean if if you're thinking in that sort of so she calls andy the dad asks him to come home because she thought again that a man was maybe trying to mess with heidi and or the family so andrew comes home and they actually drove around looking and they couldn't find a a trace of anyone that's been around. So there's a there's a uh, a documentary they did a while back that would that actually involved the the, the actual people involved in this mm-hmm. uh, in this story. I think it's called a haunting in Georgia or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, it it very much feels like a yeah. It was like oh two I think or oh three is a while ago, but yeah. Yeah, and it feels like a segment of Unsolved Mysteries, only it's an hour and a half long or something. It's actually was done by Amy Allen, who if you guys watch Dead Files, she's the the psychic on there so yeah okay there you go there you go and uh it's funny because they 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 kind of play act everything that happened in the story uh, mm-hmm. at least the way they're recalling it and when he comes when she calls him and he comes home to go look to see what man is around mm-hmm. he in the i don't know if this is an actual detail of the story or if it's something they added for dramatic effect but he's carrying a gun and i've never seen somebody more ill-equipped to carry a gun in my life he's carrying it like I <laughs> like it's a dirty rag or something <laughs> and it's sideways and uh, like if somebody jumped out of the bushes the last thing he would have been able to do is shoot someone you're not familiar with georgia flop style that's a that's a, <laughs> a way of uh, holding a gun is that anything like georgia flop sweat it's very similar okay, less wet okay. though yeah uh but you know like so he said he, he thought someone was there they're coming to get his wife they're coming to get his daughter you know and shit so he drives around looking for someone now this whole story right here he said this, he was in a blind rage right right which I can understand. It's believable. Yeah. Oh God. If you thought somebody was was milling around your property and had tried to talk to your child and like oh right. Yeah. So Lisa tells her sister, and her sister decides she's gonna look into the property. Maybe it's like someone there could be some history. She wants to get in. And that's the actual reason where she found when she was looking into who had owned the property previously, she found out about Mr. James Gordy. Stop, stop. Calm down, Zbot. We're gonna take your button privilege away. Try it and see what happens. You know the person who robot. Um, he got you there. He got something. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna take away your surge protectors. I don't know what that's gonna do, but we're gonna play with it anyway. Like I was saying, <laughs> so the person who owned 
after him and before her was this lady named Catherine Kelly Ledford. And she kind of filled them in on the property's history and James. They located her and they're like, hey, what's going on? And she was she knew uh, Mr. James Gordy. He actually had been like the Sunday school teacher when she was growing up. And he also owned a, a real estate uh, area and he dabbled in other stuff. He was the executor of this woman's will. He died a long time ago. She, she knew him, but she right. filled, she filled them in the property and the history of James. Now back to Lisa though. So she's been thinking, well, my daughter's got an imaginary friend. And then she's thinking, well, you know, someone's after my daughter. Then a new panic sets in. She, my daughter's seeing ghosts or crazy or I'm crazy. And I, I, I can't imagine the shit that runs through your head in that instance that if you're a parent and you feel helpless. I would think. Yeah, it's like, which one are you hoping for? Are you hoping right. that your child is crazy? Yeah, I hope are you hoping crazy. that you're crazy or that you're fucking haunted? You're crazy, crazy, crazy. Please be crazy. Please let my daughter be crazy. Please let my daughter be crazy. That is like... We, we can get some lithium. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of a, a, a quick run. And we're going to break down some of this a little bit more when we come back. But uh, what do you do when your kids talk to ghosts? That is a hard question. Not what do you do when you find them smoking or drinking or popping the pastries out of Colleen Jackson. What do you do when your kids talk to to ghosts? I don't even know that. That is uh, that's from a movie. Uh, that's coming up next on Hysteria Fifty One. What are you doing? Your robot talks to ghosts. Make them. Yeah. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor. And we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Seabot, have you talked to many ghosts? Ugh, I used to all the time, but they are boring. 
Why'd you kill me? Please tell my wife I love her. I am in an eternal hellscape, and on and on shit gets old. Yeah, well, he thinks most things and people... I, I, unless they're feeding him booze, he's not really interested in it. Plus, they can't hold their alcohol. Hey, oh. Now, I... I no. That's no. awful. Awful. I mean, Brent, you that sounds like a joke you programmed into yeah, him. That was so bad. You know. To the graveyard, John. <laughs> Let's go to the graveyard. They got in their, their car. Their speed buggy? They had to stop and get some oil. No. Uh, <laughs> Lisa, the though. The triumphant return. It's been a while. It has been. It has been. Uh, Lisa sits down with Heidi to have a talk. Now, Notice I didn't say too long. That's not. Yeah, right. Uh, she said she explained that Mr. Gordy had died, this gentleman. Then because you know reasons because of those, Heidi asks to visit his grave. So Lisa decides Yeah, to, that's not creepy. Yeah, at all. no, no. Just come on, that's normal. So Lisa decided to bring her and she said that somehow Heidi knew exactly what grave was his. Now remember this little girl here, she can't read. She was just like Yep, he's over here. This is his grave over here. <laughs> I like just think she was just chanting the entire time. <laughs> and she was hovering over the ground, levitating. <laughs> no, um, you know, they, they, they say she, as soon as they got there, she kind of took off on her own and went straight to the grave. <laughs> it wasn't even kind of like one of those opportunities where maybe the mom was. Well, like, she oh, said that she got way. out of the car and she heard something and Heidi said, yes, Satan. And her mom said, what? She goes, oh, I thought you were somebody else. No, that's, <laughs> that's from Ace Ventura. I, I watched that a lot during uh, while we're, we're, we're researching, so it, it, it you know it just gets in my head. <laughs> every, every now and then, you're going to get a, a part of the story <laughs> that might be wrong. So then Heidi yells, laces out, man. <laughs> Finkel is Gordy. Finkel is Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's weird. She's finds this grave and shit so she decides to hit up Catherine again the previous owner of the property Catherine kelly ledford had died in 1863 <laughs> just kidding <laughs> uh, uh yeah you know but Catherine does come over and brings some photo albums that have you know the place in it and i mean she'd live there you know and all this shit as well as friends and family so Catherine at this time hands a few photos to Heidi and she points out a man in one of those photos and said that was the injured man who came to the door. Now get this shit. Catherine said that that was her uncle Lon. Lon had lost his hand in a cotton gin accident. Uh, she said probably before he was 20, like it happened when he was really young and he died in 1957 from cancer. If I could say, if I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. Fuck Eli Whitney. You know, just fuck him. <laughs> Taking hands since 1793. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you know, I take that personally. I'm just letting you know that right now. <laughs> no one takes hands that long. Anyway. So Lon had visited. Yeah, so she had originally said that when she taught, got her mom, she said that the man at the door's name was Con. Now this, she said, that, well, that was my uncle Lon. Heidi had said Con, but remember, she was a little girl. She didn't speak that well. Maybe she didn't realize what she was meant. That's still a hell of a. Oh, I, of a, again, that's not that's not surprising. Having a kid roughly that age, man, they say words and you're uh, like half the time. I think he's saying fuck and he's he's not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's just you can't. They, they, they're they're bad at being intelligible. Well, you know, and parents are going to do whatever they can do. So Andy and Lisa do the only thing they can think of. 
They distract her and hope it'll all go away. <laughs> Look, honey, a new dog. They they literally buy her a dog. And yeah, I, you weren't you weren't making a joke there. No. They literally bought her a dog. Literally, they're like, well, maybe we can get her mind off this. And she loves the dog. Problem immediately. They said the dog would stare off into the corners or the hallway and bark and growl constantly. Yay, because <laughs> that's what you want, uh, and not just here and there constantly this was counterproductive to the whole let's not focus on the ghost thing let's get a puppy yeah so puppy is just angry at everything that they can't see and very shortly after doing that they go out in the yard with the dog off the leash he runs away and never comes back because <laughs> he's like cheese it fuck this shit <laughs> uh so that's terrifying uh, and or normal. I don't know, whichever you want to say. The whole uh, don't look over here, but look over the other way thing didn't quite work out there, there for them. No, it didn't. And and from there, I think things got even worse. Yeah, there's a... Um, th- so far, we've been just like cheeky little shit. Uh, well, remember, Heidi loved Mr. Gordy. It's her friend. She's hanging out with this dude all the time. Name me a three-year-old that doesn't love hanging out with old men that are dead. I mean, I defy you to find one. And the parents didn't have an issue with the aspect that you know, how unsettling all that was. They were at least like, well, I, it's happening to her <laughs> and she's happy and nothing bad is actually happening. Well, then shit starts happening to them and nothing will piss you off more than when someone quits messing with your kid or keeps with your kid and then keeps messing with you. Well, it was cheeky and fun before. Now it's just pissing me off. Well, also, I mean, it's one thing when your kid can't sleep, but when you can't sleep, yeah. you can't function. Yeah. You know, there's only so much coffee. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I could see that. Well, and so they said that they start to begin to experience supernatural occurrences. And this is your textbook shit that we've talked about in, in so many. They heard objects move. You know, it sounds like something sliding across the floor. Doors would open and close. No one's around. They can't explain how it's happening. Lisa said one day Heidi was playing with a real friend and uh, they were in the living room and she saw a chair pull out by an invisible force. She couldn't see anything and flipped over like someone threw it. Noid. They said that it would feel like someone sat down next to you, but you can't see anyone. Like, you know, like when you're in a bed or something like that. Uh On some nights, Lisa and Andy said that they could hear voices speaking over their head. Now, that one's kind of crazy. These voices would whisper and say Lisa's name. Nothing, nothing weird there. Just Not at all. They call it ASMR. Thank you, ghost. I'm falling asleep because of you. Oh, that's an dude. We can make millions on you're, YouTube. A ghost ASMR. You're haunted, but I really want you to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> make sure to like and hit subscribe. Now, you're creeping me out at this point. <laughs> yes, you know, semantics, creeping you out, putting people to sleep, helping people. It's what I'm here for. John, <laughs> though, is, speaking of creeping people out, you're a parent. Uh, <laughs> I got questions for you, a couple, as far as mm-hmm. we're into the story here. Let's forget about the experiences of Andrew and Lisa and what they're having. As a parent, how do you react to something like this? Do you, do you pretend it's not happening or do you ask for professional help? Like a psychologist, a pastor, is there a right answer? What do you do? 
I don't think you can, you can't pretend it's not happening. It's because it, at that point it's disruptive. It doesn't disruptive seem like that is what so many people do. Oh, it, it does. It does. And the part that I don't understand about that, it's not. A, a, I understand the not wanting to know, get, but not not wanting to get bad news, right? Bad news can be your house is haunted. Bad news can be your kids crazy, or you know somewhere in between. I understand that part, but when something is so disruptive to your life, take like go nip it in the bud. Like the, it's like uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes. Uh, it's an old Robert Frost quote. Don't come in me pee out. <laughs> No, no. Second favorite. Um, the uh, the best way out is always through. Yeah. I, I love that quote. And that was the uh, like three I, lines before the, the good don't come in me, Pete. Yeah. 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 That was also a Robert Frost. Uh, yeah. uh, anyway. But that's a good note. But um, yeah. Yeah. And d- but, but like the, po- my, the point of that quote is it's like take, you know, just just grab the problem by the horns and, t- and, and mm-hmm. try to take care of it. And people so often try to sweep things under the rug and it, it doesn't make sense because it, it's disrupting your life. It, your life is markedly worse because this is happening. Do something about it. And and I, you know, now as to what you do, that's a good question. I, I mean, do you start with a psychiatrist? Do you start with a um, um, no, no, John, we already uh, said you, you you start with a Georgia flop style and you grab a gun. That's true. That's true. And then and then you move on to a, a paranormal researcher, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, well, I, I think so. I mean, you you don't have control over it, and I think that's what's terrifying. And I'm also sure infuriating if you're a parent or, hell, if you're not a parent. If you don't have control over something in your life, especially an intangible like this, I can't even imagine. You know, how do you how do you deal with it? You do have control. You can move out of the fucking house. And that's something we're going to argue about after the break. (laughs) All right. So it is break time. Shit turns bad and or worse or whatever. That's coming up after the break on Hysteria 51. Is it working, John? Did your headache go away? It, no, not at all. I like it's worse. I'm, gonna, I'm just. I should charge for this. I feel new Patreon I, I, level. I feel like <laughs> this is not going to go well for your YouTube channel. I just. I, I don't see it. I don't see it working. I'll, I'll rub my mic for you for thirty dollars. <laughs> we're gonna after this after this episode has been out for a while. We're gonna have to look at listen through and see how it dropped off a steep cliff. Is weird right around the, now. This one. Though the plays aren't more, the minutes it's played are astronomical. It's almost as if people keep rewinding and playing these parts over and over. Yeah, rewinding back to the beginning where I talked more. <laughs> Probably true. Probably uh, or they, or I put them to sleep and their head fell down, and then they automatically rewinded. See, we're fig- we're figuring it out. You know, agree to disagree on this one. I think. Yeah, it's something like that. Shit turns bad. That's where we're at. Uh, or worse, however you want to look at it. I mean, you know, wasn't exactly all, you know, roses and honey before. I was about to say it's not all roses and puppy dogs, but it was puppy dogs. Well, they and the tried, puppy dog ran away. And uh, it didn't really. And I killed Sparky, too. <laughs> Thanks a yeah, lot. Exactly. Agatha Harkness. Anyway, the family does look for help. And 
I think a logical thing in a situation like this is they turn to their pastor. They they were church going folk, and he told them something that I've been told by several pastors in my life, including my uncle and people of the cloth, one way or another. When we've looked into uh, stories, they said, "Do you don't touch me?" They did not that say that. They said ghosts aren't real; demons are. Everything that people experience is a demon. That is what a lot of people say. I love the moxie of folks to make sweeping. And, and oh, listen, if there was a line in the Bible that said, quote, ghosts aren't real, however, demons are, end quote, I would at least get the religious figure saying that. Um, the non-religious figures. In the book of Sebat, chapter 14, verses 69 and 70. I don't have that version, but I'm willing. To uh, yeah, that was it. not. That's, that's not in the NIV. Um, anyway. The the point being, I, I just love the moxie of that. Like, yeah, I, uh, I here here's a paranormal topic for you that is not addressed by the holy book uh, that I subscribe to, but I have a, the definitive answer. Well, <laughs> I, it's definitely a topic for another day as far as breaking down that line of thinking and why and such. But the 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 Wyricks are dealing with stuff daily, and their daughter is getting the brunt of it. And now someone is saying, "Well, it's a demon." They said that they immediately thought about moving out and they said a couple things number one this is our house number two we can't afford it you know it's it's not everyone has that luxury especially if you're not renting if you're buying see about you know what to play oh baby this is beautiful we got a chandelier hanging up here kids outside playing it's a beautiful neighborhood we ain't got nothing to wear i really love them this is really nice get uh. Too bad we can't stay, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. An oldie bit of goodie. Yeah. Why do they always got to wait till after, <laughs> you know, your, the statute of limitations is over with but, on if it was haunted by demons or not? Exactly. Exactly. I, I, th- well, and that's that I said we were, I said after the break, we were going to argue. I, I think like we come. I, I think you're on a little bit of a different side of this. For me, even if I financially was in um, uh, peril by by abandoning the house I think at the point that it was threatening the health of my family, I'd be like, well, we'll figure it out. Spoiler, they say they did. That's why they say they did eventually leave. But I think but like waited. eventually, eventually. I think they waited a little longer than. I'm sorry. The first time the that I that my kid has been approached by some bleeding ghost and then a a chair is subsequently thrown across the room. I'm like, all right, we're fucking well, out of it's here. It's funny because the mom was there for a lot of it and the dad was there for some of it. And the dad actually said in one of the interviews, and I can't remember if this was on Unsolved Mysteries or one of them, he goes, uh, as long as I'm not seeing it, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I was like, when you start fucking with me, then we're going to have some problems. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to have to go get old shooty and <laughs> come after you. You know, I, <laughs> I the, cut crosses the into flop. all the ends of my bullets, so they're going to work, you know, kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. Um but also, home is a is a hell of a drug to some people too. I I, I don't know, man. I, it's I not, just I mean, it, I, I get that, but I I don't think it's always that's the answer. Um, but uh, it would make a hell of a lot more sense to first. just kind of. I get. I understand that it's not the answer at first. I just don't understand how it's not the answer after the fiftieth. Right. Right. Like there, um, I I, I realize that in this story, they they did reach a breaking point, but it took like five fucking years or more. Well, not only did they stay, they grew. As you know, they they got pregnant again. They're having their second child. And as she's pregnant, as Lisa's pregnant with the second child, Heidi says, Mom, Dad, something new's in the house. 
something bad, she said. Uh, some, some news in the house. Oh, did Mr. Gordy get a friend? Not so much. No. Uh, she called it the dark one or the dark figure. <laughs> the dark the dark figure. Too bad we have to stay. Yeah, she said it would appear as a dark shadow in a room. And she said it would make a room colder. And then she could see it, but she couldn't see its face. Like it was, it was a form. And then physical stuff started. She says, oh, this thing's pulling my hair. And then she starts waking up and she has the parents that she had scratches on her face. And they said, you know, you're, you're trying your best to write this shit off. You're like, oh, well, maybe she scratched herself. Little kids will do that. Sometimes they scratch themselves in their sleep. You know, you never want right. to think, you know, that something's like that's happening. Well, uh, doors are slamming on their own. Whispers are coming out in the night. You know, it becomes a hard pill to swallow. Then the dad starts getting scratched. First, it's on one Uh-oh. side. Then it's on Uh-oh. his back. Then it's on his chest. And he said he told someone, and they're like, maybe a rat came in your room. And he goes, how the fuck are you not going to wake up when a rat is, like, gnawing on you? <laughs> you know, that, and that was kind of a funny thing. He's like, I think I would know if a rat is in my room every night scratching me with, like, bag lady fingernails. That reminds me of a story. I can't replace it. There's a story of a guy who got, like, frostbite, and he knew that his um, he was in trouble when he woke up, and he looked down, and he saw a rat chewing on his toe, and he didn't realize it. Oh, yeah. What story was that? For? Well, anyway, it she, doesn't matter. She did say that. The black figure, the dark figure, made the room colder. Oh, oh! I don't know, okay. man. All right, we're starting to piece this together. When Andrew wakes up with scratches, and, and Heidi says it's the dark man, I think that's time when you call the lady from Poltergeist. This house is clean. Or you just keep living there and dealing with it, and waiting on your baby. One of the two. One of those two is your go-to answer. Yeah, we got a child being uh, uh, routinely harassed and physically harmed by some unknown entity. Let's have another kid to well, put in this you got house. that going on. The pastor's saying, it's not a ghost, it's a demon. Just, hi, it's a demon. Uh, no one else wants to believe or listen to them, though. Uh, so, so, like we said, they, they moved there in, same as 1989, December of 88. By 94, they seek out a one Dr. William Roll, and he was known as a parapsychologist. He's actually very famous because he was a parapsychologist that worked with a lot of universities and tried to do scientific studies. He was respected as far as parapsychologists go. They told them everything that happened in the house. Mr. Gordy, Lon in the pictures, noises, doors opening and closing, whispers, the dark man, scratches, and on and on and on. So Dr. Roll brought Heidi a bunch of pictures, and the this is the first time when he brought these pictures is actually, it was videotaped, and you can watch it. She was actually able to pick out Mr. Gordy this time from the, the pictures without hesitation. So she picks out Gordy. So it's the second time she's picked out one of the people that's visiting. Remember, Catherine's uncle was Lon. She picked him out in a photo. Then this time she picks out Mr. Gordy. You can watch, if you go back and look at interviews, you can f- you can find her doing this. So he decides the first time she might just be suffering from delusions. And I guess all of them because they had experiences. But, you know, it's I understand that. And he's trying to be scientific about it and not just go, well, it's demons. So this is kind of, though, when this starts happening, they become the talk of the town. Or not, sadly, if you feel they're looking for attention, that's something that's been lobbed their way a lot. But... 
They say people spread the rumor that they're haunted and news reporters come snooping. They're on Unsolved Mysteries. Some reporters are like, oh, I was going to go talk to them, but oh, my stomach hurts so bad. Like, they're haunted for sure. And other people are making fun of those. But when the stack comes knocking, you know shit's serious. That coat don't travel for nothing. There's reasons. That's true. Well, you know, the the other thing... I mean, don't feel too bad for them. They agreed to a lot of this. Well, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And <laughs> the media and sometimes, stuff. you know, the, I, the spreading of the rumors and shit, I think, wasn't. But the you know, asking for help and things like that, I get that. Uh, so they're they're talk trying to come. They're they're talking. They're trying to come up with a solution. And Lisa and Joyce start talking about when their mom was alive. She had sometimes talked about how she could see people and hear voices, and they kind of always just chalked it up to, well, that's mom telling stories. And they said in. Boom, it was like as soon as they started talking about that, they opened floodgates and they opened themselves up to more experiences. And because this Lisa and Joyce, and remember, Joyce had bought the property next door. She's living right next door. They began to experience more and more paranormal activity. And they got this new Lisa and Andrew, they got this new kid, Jordan, little girl, new kid. And guess what? They find Jordan speaking to someone when she was also about the age of three, right? Right at the kind of time that Heidi had started. So Jordan told her that she was playing with a new friend. and It was a little girl. Heidi's like, yeah, mom, it's just a little girl. She's friendly. No worry. Nothing to see here. So then they call the doctor back. Dr. Roll, this, this parapsychologist, and he comes calling again. And he called a psychic to come in. And uh, this well-known psychic asked her to come to the home. And they say that the psychic instantly sensed a little girl in the house. Now, supposedly none of this was ever told her. As well as a spirit she believed to be Mr. Gordy. Uh, She also said that there were three dark spirits in the house. So, well, that's terrifying. So they call a second psychic for a second opinion. I guess as you're you're one to do, you'd like to get a second opinion. The second psychic said that there were three demons in the home. Yay! Hell of a drop there, Seabot. <laughs> so psychic number dose said that one of the demons was trying to live in Jordan's room, as demons are to do. Demons are attracted to the goat. Wrong Jordan, my friend, but I, I like how you're thinking. I like where your head's at there uh, this time. <laughs> um, uh, we'll call that one the tie. Anyway, uh, everybody know it. Anyway, she said there was a second demon trying to attach itself to Heidi, but that a good spirit was fighting it off. So that's good. And they believe that this thing is so fucking off the rails. They said this good spirit uh, was probably Mr. Gordy. You know, it was golden gloves back in the Navy. I don't know. I made that part up. But, you know, he's fighting this fucking demon. And they said the psychic said that the third demon would travel between the living room and the wall over the parents' bed. And I really think that's nice when demons have a set route so they know where to go and where not to go in a house now i'm talking about routes here john and everyone at home or wherever you happen to be <laughs> speaking of routes psychic and suitor number two psychic number two told them that there was a portal in the, the family's living room between the spirit world and the real world something that in my experience Duh. i found they almost always leave off of zillow listings very well, few hell mouths are listed in the uh, features list when you're when you're looking. Be a lot cooler if yeah. they did. So she told them the demonic entities could find their way through the portal and would not want to leave because they tend to, I guess, prefer to not be in hell. 
Uh, and the, the portal happened to be uh, a fireplace and that everything that had come through was sticking around. Demon fodder 101. Turns out the pastor might not have been as far off as he thought, except for old Mr. Gordy putting up the fucking fisticuffs trying to protect our, our little girls here. Which brings me to our last point. Fireplace safety and you. you no. Know, I'd actually rather, I'd, I, at this point, I'd rather hear more about that. So anyway, the, the, the Wyricks asked their pastor to come and cleanse the house of evil spirits. He came and tried. They said it didn't work. And here's where it gets crazy. Er. <laughs> they said one night after that, Heidi was awakened by a very bad feeling. And she said she sensed the dark presence at the end of her bed. She screamed for her parents and they ran in the room and... She said that, or they said that an evil spirit had yanked her off the bed and was holding her upside down, hovering over the floor. Now, maybe now it's time to move, they think. And they did. They said that was the stride. As soon as, like, uh, they're getting the fucking uh, Jedi, or I'm sorry, Sith mind choke shit to their daughter. Uh, they decided to leave. Well, what, the one one part of the story that you missed, Brent, uh, they actually, the demon that was holding the daughter upside down, they pulled the robe back, the hood back of the robe from the head of the demon, and it was none other than Ted Cruz. Oh, he goes, and I'm the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it, too. <laughs> it wasn't for you. You guys think I could pull kids. off a beard? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though, they did. Um, they said that the demons mostly stayed at the lo- location. Mostly, uh, Hellmouths are popular, after all, for up and coming demonic entities. So you kind of stick around them. Heidi did not stop seeing spirits. It's like a, it's like, it's like a hipster club opening in a burgeoning. Right. Area, she said. You know? She said that throughout her life, the dark figure, the dark entity, has been around, and she has since then been able to see spirits and is kind of just chalked it up to this is part of my life she's an adult now i mean she's 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 gonna be well into her 30s she says here's a quote from her i can sense when it's an evil presence or if it's a good presence if i can sense evil you wouldn't believe the feelings you can get i've been literally sick to my stomach so that's what she says this is heidi now when you look at her up a lot of people tout her as this gifted psychic whose ability to see and communicate with the dead whether she likes it or not um she reports that she's not seen mr gordy for a long time he's I don't know if he's went on or, or stayed, maybe stayed back there. However, she continues to see, like I said, the dark figure as well as numerous other spirits. Uh, she said the sightings are so frequent that she now takes them in stride. Here's another quote. Every day I wish these things wouldn't have happened because my life would be so much different. I wouldn't be known for something like this. Yeah. So mm. no scientific explanation. Spoiler alert has ever been made for visions. Also of note. Uh, sadly, Andrew passed away in 2012. He was only 45. They had her young. They had her like 20, 22, something like that. This story has stuck around. It was on Unsolved Mysteries. You can look it up. It was on season seven with the stack himself. Uh, that haunting the, the TV show Haunting in Georgia in 2002. Uh, that was with uh, you know the f- people from the Dead Files. Also, the haunting in Connecticut too. Ghosts of Georgia is based on this. If you haven't, if you if you didn't track what Brent said there. Haunting in Connecticut to ghosts of yeah. Georgia, not goes to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, though that would be a fun movie. Thank God there's that a was actually, mouth that was, that just makes passage really fast. <laughs> that was uh, actually in the Ernest series. Ernest goes to Georgia, Ernest goes haunted to style. <laughs> Ernest goes to the hell. You know what I mean, Bert? 
Real quick, so The Veil, there's this book, The Veil, Heidi Ryrick's story. Um, the woman who wrote it, Joyce Cathy, she's not really an, a writer. She's more of a, she's telling this story, and it, it's just the the story as told. And they used some pieces of that when they made The the Ghost of Georgia. There's this whole part in there about Mr. Gordy and maybe had some money in his property, and that's why he was stuck there is he had, you know, he couldn't rest. Um, there's other things, you know, and she had leaded them to, she had led them to, to find the money and, and things like that. It's definitely, it's 151 pages. It's definitely an easy thing to read. If you want to look it out, you can find it. Um, John, I'm, I'm sensing you don't believe any of this. Okay. Um, okay. Well, but, <laughs> I have a few thoughts. First, uh, the the story definitely feels like a first half, second half. Like I was really intrigued by the story in the first half. Um, like this weird shit's happening. This little girl continues to see this guy. They're like they're like little clues. How do you learn to count? One two three four five six. One two three four five six. One two three four five six. Sorry. And <laughs> not only are there little clues, but there's also like unexplainable things. She's able to. She's calling him Mister Gordy from the get go. And that was his last name. Right. Uh, and, you know, where would a, where would a three-year-old have heard that or four-year-old? Um, and then the thing just, I mentioned it earlier, goes off the fucking rails. And, uh, you know, all, all, the, the, all these parapsychologists and, and demons and hellmouths and um, I, the, the, the thing that stands out to me the most about this story is the, in, in, Listen, there's no one, there's no way they can argue with the logic I'm about to use. And I understand that, but it doesn't change the fact that I feel this way that they are able to, to tell this story afterwards, however they so choose, they can tell it in the order of events that they so choose. They can tell it as to, you know, she pulled out the picture. She didn't pull out the picture. She saw this, she said this, she didn't. Um, and it's all under the same orchestration. And they, they also decided what media uh, entities to talk to, what media entities not to talk to. They, uh, and that's kind of where my, my, um, my problem with them staying in the house. Like if this is so disrupting and so horrible, you know, go instead of inviting Robert Stack over, get out of the house. Like I, I try to put myself in my, in their shoes. What would I do if the house I lived in right now, this shit started happening? I would quietly, I would not tell anyone. I would quietly try to figure it out. And within three to six months of not figuring it out and continued threats to my family, we would get the fuck out. And I would try to sell the house for as much as possible while not, you know, while not going to the poor house, but also while not staying there. Hi, I want to sell you this house. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I noticed that you have your children here. It. Bring them on in. Nothing to see here, you looky loose. <laughs> ignore the blood in the toilet <laughs> why is the blood um, in the but, toilet john what's going on <laughs> i'm so confused uh, the hellmouth was in the toilet brent the hellmouth was in the toilet my anyway. problem is here's what i'm gonna say is and i hear what you're saying um you were okay with some of the ghost stuff but not all of it and i don't know where my di- I, I, i'm not saying you're wrong i don't know where my distinction stops and i feel kind of the same way but why do i feel like oh when it's just a mr gordy being nice i was intrigued and then when it turns into oh and there's a demon then i go nope what's more realistic though mr gordy's coming by to swing with a little girl or a demon is trying to possess a child again i don't know and i don't know why my brain kind of jumps into that camp with you well for me it's not it's not the 
one was good and one was bad and that takes it off the rails. It's there was a small amount of detail to there's an overwhelming amount of detail. Well, a detail and doesn't bother me. You're Lisa trying to get says that to me all the time about stuff. She always tells me I go into too much detail when I'm talking about things that we know is true. That's just who I am. And I think like when you're trying to tell a story, I not this, take this out. I don't just automatically write something off because of detail and I also don't because they reached out for help. How you go about it is what makes me feel one way or another yeah but an inconsistent amount of detail is is odd but what why why do you see this as an inconsistent amount of detail well um the the story is hazy at first and the story is in crystal clear clarity minute by minute later i didn't look at it that way i looked at it as when it first started happening they weren't really believing anything was happening and then once you're experiencing something you are hyper focused on it you want to buy a dodge you start seeing dodges everywhere you want to write a movie all of a sudden everyone's writing movies and like your brain focuses on things i don't know if that's the best way to describe this but Telling the stories, especially that doesn't do it for me, but I still I'm on the boat with you where I felt like I was a little eh, and I just thought there I think they they're um, um, I'm a firm believer in actions speak louder than words and their actions that they took in do not do not resonate with me with something uh, that allows me to to believe if I really Um, thought that my kids were at risk, there's no way I'd be staying there, period. Like you said, exactly. You, you figure a way out. Um, they said that well, we didn't really figure that way until we got the the proof. You know, that's a hard pill to swallow for me. Uh, what say you, Nation? How can they tell us, John? Go to Hysteria Nation. It is a non haunted Facebook discussion I mean, group. I, mean, I promise, yeah. it's not haunted. Come, no, no, join our Facebook discussion group. It's not haunted. I don't know. Posts keep disappearing in there constantly. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know what you guys are posting, but Facebook is cracking down. We keep- yeah, when so face and and by the way, if you're in Hysteria Nation, you post something and it disappears. Most of the time, uh, I mean, every now and then we delete hateful shit. Yeah. Uh, that happens on occasion, but uh, most of the time, Facebook removes it. And not only do they remove it, they don't show us what got removed. Bill here posted something you can't see it. We removed it because it's against our community standards. And then you, then you click, then you click to see what the community standard they violated was, and they list every community yeah, standard. No, so you don't even yeah. know. And sometimes it's silly stuff like uh, it was totally taken out of context, but you can't fight that stuff because we don't have any, we don't have any say. And it always nope. says this didn't ding your group. Well, thanks, <laughs> thanks. We yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate you not dinging us for the group that uh, everyone convenes in and on your platform. Anyway. Uh, uh, we all, I, I think we all agree that we have problems with Mr. Zuckerberg, but nonetheless, it is a platform in which we can all communicate. So that's what we're using. Facebook.com search hysteria. Also, Nation. we're looking for our own hell mouth. So if you know anyone who has one, <laughs> we're interested in a, more of a rent to own type situation. And we'd like it in beige. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd like to play it, in uh, it'll Bitcoin blend with most things or souls. Uh, I actually have some Dogecoin uh, I'm willing to part with as well. Mm, there you go. Also, mm-hmm. don't forget you can find us on Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That is our regular Facebook page. Patreon, patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can find Up All Nights and mad blurry hysteria is like we released one in our main uh, feed last week so you guys could see what those are like you also can find the opportunity to help co-host this show and you'll get an example of that next yes, week we have our first our first subject guinea pig 
whatever you want to call it, uh, hosting their first show. So volunteer, uh, Let's sleep call a volunteer paralysis is sleep paralysis yeah, coming up. Yeah, so you can do that. You can also hear your voice on the show seven seven. Besides just hosting it, seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven again seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. And if you forget any of this, hysteria fifty one dot com. Gofopedia.com. Brent, did you buy your Roblox stock this week? I didn't. I didn't. Um, I got a guy who does that for me, John. Do you think I? Do you think I have to to worry about wiping my own ass, let alone buying <laughs> buying stocks? Come on now. I don't wipe my own ass. I, I, I have a I have an automated machine that does that. It squirts water up there. Come on, not up there. That came I, out I wrong. I thought you might dabble. I thought you might dabble. Mm. I didn't know. No. I'm not really into uh, dabble, whole, but you do dabble in bidets, uh, uh, but not the whole. <laughs> I haven't just fallen into the whole cryptocurrency thing yet. I don't know. It scares me. Yeah, not well. No, Ro- Roblox is not. It's a um, it's a video game company that uh, oh. that went with the direct uh, a direct public offering, and they went public this week. And um, it's it's UGC user generated content where the the kids make video games and other kids play them, and the kids keep the money from the other kids paying to play them uh it's a really cool concept it's hugely popular and the company is now worth more than like any other video game wow company. that's awesome it's, it's amazing Good for them yeah Good for them yeah. speaking of movies and video games and shit like that we did get an email i forwarded to you the other day from it was like legion M or whatever they're like well, there's someone that you've probably never heard of that really needs to have a movie made of them robert smalls would you be interested in supporting and giving us money so we can make a movie about robert smalls Jesus, where have we heard that guy before? I don't even know. I've never heard of him. <laughs> I, I, I told you to write to email him back and say, only if you hire us as an advisor. <laughs> uh, so, kids, that's been our thoughts on Hellmouse and the Wyrick family and Georgia and the the flop slide. What did I call that? The uh, I've already forgot. The Georgia flop. The Georgia uh, flop the Georgia style flop. is um, my, yeah. my preferred shooting method. Uh, with that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been conspiracy bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.